said, I don't think I'm like a complete and total virgin when it comes to Linux. I've sort of touched Linux boobs and seen Linux naked. Here we go. It's dialing. Hello! Like the hippest ringer ever. <laughs> what was that? The uh, Skype ringer when someone's calling. It's like the hippest ringer. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Do or they I use sort it, of so... sound like one of those retro phones, but I'm a little more futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things because I use Skype so little that when it rings, I'm like, oh, yeah, what is that? Oh, I can get into that. Wait, oh, <laughs> oh, someone's calling me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, call me back. I just want to hear that ring again. I was working on a dance move. <laughs> I need to hear that. Somebody needs to transpose the Skype ring against Chewbacca. So it's Ooh. like. I don't know. It's, something's going in there. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so how's it going? I just noticed Skype has put my picture like behind the Skype logo. So I'm like, oh my God, why don't we get a giant Skype sign behind there on the wall? <laughs> Today's episode of Montreal Sauce is brought to you by Skype. <laughs> While it still works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or when you want to talk to someone from New Zealand. That's right. <laughs> call the Skype test call. <laughs> So, oh, boy. So it's been a while. Yeah, I was remembering how to do all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, I'm recording my backup. Oh, good. We are recording on this end. We even have the uh, Skype ring. The, <laughs> it's, the it's ringing. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. I sang a little song <laughs> <laughs> while we were waiting. <laughs> I'm supposed to say something like, oh my gosh, your hair is green, or something like <laughs> shocked because we haven't talked in a while. Yeah, right. Your hair looks longer. It It is. It is a bit long right now. It needs to be, it needs to be trimmed kind of badly, actually. So, so does mine, actually. I keep, every time I, I take my glasses off, there's like little like wing out things from the side yes. that the glasses have pushed back. And I I'm know like, exactly what you mean. Yeah. The bat wings. Bat wings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what is this? This is, uh, I would I would wager to say, as being half of the podcast, that this is season two. <laughs> that this is season two? That That's a good way to break it up. Season two. Sure. We, did our, we did our March Madness, where we released <laughs> three episodes in March, like three weeks in a row. We couldn't, couldn't make the fourth one happen due to circumstances beyond our control. But, uh, aliens, <laughs> aliens, <laughs> yes, right. Season two, episode one. There was a crystal skull involved. We just figured you didn't actually want to see the fourth one. Whoa, that's weird <laughs> because on my journey away from Montreal sauce, I have been sampling podcasts. 
and I started or I tried out the Stuff You Should Know podcast. Ah, okay. And one of the episodes I thought looked intriguing, so I listened to it, was the episode on Crystal Skulls. Ah, really? Yeah. I learned all about Crystal Skulls. <laughs> and their mystical powers that they do not have. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but I had thought... Um, I thought they were like the real ones because there's all these fakers out there. I heard, I thought the real <laughs> ones for like were from the Mayans, but um, even that is uh, not actually factual, and nor can anyone prove it. Really? Yep. I so, was told when I went to Chichen Itza in Mexico that the uh, crystal skull that was found there was almost perfect to scale and. Um, I believe it even has like a removable jawbone, but um, that particular skull was so close. This is from the tour guide. This, that particular <laughs> skull was so close to the human anatomy that they don't think that even computers could um, make a similar model out of crystal. Huh. Adding to the mysticism. But of course, right. then I listened to the Stuff You Should Know podcast that I've plugged twice now. Maybe they'll <laughs> plug us back. There you go. Uh, they, um, they said that actually it was recently analyzed by a laboratory. And when they look at it closely enough, it um, has some scuff marks on it. <clears throat> Not from uh, carving, but from machinery. Oh, interesting. And so they date it to, like, I think the early 1900s in Germany. Like, there was, like, some crystal, uh, quartz crystal carving going on there. <laughs> yeah. But what was interesting is, like, pure, like, quartz that's clear. Um, it has the same... Oh, it's been a while since I listened. I, I wanted to sound so fun, but I'm not very smart. <laughs> but it, it has the same... Uh, what do you call it? Um, light. When light hits it, the absorption of light or the reflection of light, that particular uh, scale, it's in the same scale as some sort of um, not rubbing alcohol, but another alcohol. Okay. So one of the tests to see if you have like pure crystal and nothing else has been put in there is to put it in like a bucket or a, a, you know, a plastic tub with this stuff in it. And it will literally disappear. Oh, interesting. Because they have the same light refraction. There we go. The same there light go, refraction yeah. like number. They're in the same spot. So I was like, wow. That's... So once it's in there, it should be completely transparent. Yeah. To your, at least your eye. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that is wild. Yeah. I'd never heard of such a thing. My goal is to find other things that have equal properties. <laughs> I must, I must find the uh, light refraction, um, uh, code or area for the loony so then I can submerge all my money in something and no one will know where my money is when they break into my house. There you go. There you go. Right. I was going to say uh, there are types of alcohol that make me invisible but in reality they only make me think I'm invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, you know, we broke into this house last night and the bathtub was filled with peanut sauce. That was weird. <laughs> We totally forgot what we were doing there. 
We left without stealing anything. We're like, why do you have a bathtub full of peanut sauce? <laughs> this dude's weird, and I definitely don't want any of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I uh, I did receive feedback not too long ago that, uh, um, and not from my mother, from another person besides my mother about the show. <laughs> And I only casually mentioned it. I wasn't plugging it or saying, oh, boo-hoo, I wish you listened to our show. <laughs> um, that was just how I was feeling inside. Sure. Um, but he had said, oh, yeah, I, I listened to them if they were shorter. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was considering, okay, so this is this makes it's it makes good sense then to break this as the first episode of season two. Because I was considering doing, we just record whatever length we normally record, which usually ends up being close to two hours. And then I would probably try to find somewhere in the middle that makes a decent chopping spot so that we could still record every other week, but I could release a one-hour podcast every week. Yeah, I, that, that's, yeah. I was like thinking we need, you know, you were saying you wanted a bell to do for fun things. <laughs> yes. I was, we just need like a, a seven minute warning. Like, oh, it's been 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> It'll be 45 minutes in, in seven minutes. So let's wrap this up. Finish your story about Yogi Bear and uh, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, right. Or a timekeeper. We could introduce a new character to the show Ooh. who's just a timekeeper. Who like she, you know? Yeah, she sits in the booth with Jim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Jenny, Jenny, how much time do we have? <laughs> She's giving me the, uh, you know, the wrap it up, the hand signal. We're gonna have to cut this short, folks. <laughs> I know you wanted to hear my plan to make a million dollars, but that'll have to wait. Yep. Because yep. Jenny is giving me the wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, episode one of season two. So then I can't keep saying that kind of stuff if you cut it right here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> it reminds me, that was something I put in my notes for the show someday, which I don't know what's, I made this on April 8th last time I updated this. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, um, there was a uh, blog that I, I was hoping it would be better, but it was basically um, why do television shows have to be like 22 episodes for sure. a season right? Um, nowadays? And I thought it would be a better. I think I did the one thing they had in there was sort of why they're 22, which escapes me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it used Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as its example. And it was like, you know, here you are like trying to watch this show and episodes come out like one new one, like every three weeks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're still in season one and it's almost like been on the air for like over a year. And so <laughs> yep. they're like, this just doesn't seem right. And this seems... This is probably one of the reasons why it feels like it's dragging on and on. Mm -hmm. And they also use the example of Lost sort of doing the same thing. And uh, I was like, well, that's something we've talked about a lot on the show. <laughs> is that problem? Right. Yeah. Or um, I guess I would go back to even um, Doctor Who where you have these seasons that are like 
you get ha- you get half a season and then there's this long like it almost feels like they're on hiatus where it's more than six months until you get so then you get like six weeks in a row of brand new Doctor Who and then you get nothing you get totally cut off and then you get six more six more episodes some kind of a season finale maybe a Christmas special call yeah. it a season <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's I mean that's my thing was always like the filler episodes right like that's total yeah utter garbage but then I don't know, like I think I mentioned before when I was talking about the BBC shows, how most of them aren't like Doctor Who and they just do like a few episodes and then they're done. Right, right. And um, Or like Sherlock where you've got, you know, a, a season is only three episodes, you know, but they're all they're like feature length movies almost. So, Right, I almost, I have like a draft, but I never finished it because it just... Uh, uh, I kind of skipped over it, went to other things, but I have a draft in my blog about uh, um, how the miniseries is like a better way to go. And Sherlock is surely a good example of that. Yeah. Because yeah. then you have like a contained plot, kind of. I think we talked about that last episode with Children of Men. Like the third season was just like kind of a miniseries. Right. Yeah. Not Children of Men, Children of Earth. Children of, of Earth. The Torchwood yeah. show. But yeah. And so that's really cool. In fact, I just saw a thing on um, io9.com today, and I got really excited that uh, the BBC show In the Flesh is coming back like the end of this week, and it'll be on BBC America next week. Hmm. But that show I really loved. It's like a completely different take. I think I talked about it before on the show of the zombie thing where it's like this show is like a reformed zombie. They found a way to cure him, but it's how he gets back into the regular world. Okay. And he has flashbacks of like hurting people and he hates it. And Right. Sure. But it was a really, it didn't do your normal zombie stuff. It was kind of emotional. In fact, some of the comments people wrote were like, oh, wow, part of me is super excited this is back. And the other part of me is like, oh, no, that was kind of an emotionally crushing show. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm super excited. But that show in particular, I got excited about when it came out. And I'm pretty sure it was only an hour long episodes, but there were four. That was it. The entire first season. Wow. Okay. And I thought, oh, okay, this is, you know, just sort of like maybe we'll let them do more episodes. But that was a season. And sure. I was like, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how many episodes of like House of Cards come in a season of that. Which is just a totally weird phenomenon altogether. It's like, instead of spacing it out at all, it's like, here you go. It's an entire season. <laughs> Binge watch them all at once if you like, you know. Nice. Yeah, I just saw an infographic on, like, if you wanted to watch this show, how long it would take you to, like, sit down and watch all the episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was in, like, hours and days and months. <laughs> yeah. I imagine The Simpsons is probably getting up there. Quite high. You imagine it, but then again, it's another one of those shows where they're like, oh, hey, we're going to have a new episode in six weeks. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you know, that's uh, what were you saying? Um, The opposite of like the um, problem of too many episodes and fillers is then still having these like long breaks between seasons. Right. Yeah. Cause I don't, 
I know you've been really busy, but uh, you had recommendations from more than one person uh, to watch Orphan Black, and that's back now. Yep. And, and we are I, actually all caught up on it. We have whoa. watched. Yeah, we watched it, and we uh, we bought the season pass on iTunes for uh, the current season. So we're actually, I think, totally up to date on it. Wow. Yeah. But that show, like, it's been gone for a while, which I think it's no more abnormal than when, say, like, I was younger and shows would, like, take a break, and then the next season would come out, but... I mean, I love that show when it came out, and then when it came back, I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like this show. But I wasn't, <laughs> like, totally absorbed, like, oh, my God, right. Open Black is back, and, like, running yeah. around the house, like, shouting for joy. I think, <laughs> I, I mean, I know that I'm supposedly an adult now, and um, <laughs> and I should have other things to focus on in my sure. life, but right. um, I also just think, like, Part of my brain has changed just like everyone else, and I want yeah. things now. Right. And if I don't get them right. now, I sort of lose interest. Oh, I've already taken apart my Orphan Black Legos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes with six of the same minifigure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's different from every other set of Legos. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wild style. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, we've gotten into uh, Orphan Black. Now, see, we're on the opposite side of that, right? Because we just got into it. So, like, we just finished the first season because I knew the second season was coming out. So it was like, all right, where everybody's talking about this. Multiple people have told us to watch it. So let's get on the ball and watch it. So we... um and I don't think it was. I maybe it was on Hulu available for streaming, but it wasn't on Netflix uh, available for right. streaming anymore. So we bought the first season because I was like, "Let's just we'll just buy the first episode, and if we get into it, we'll buy the rest of it." Which I should have just bought it to begin with, because um, we cranked through them in about two days, three days. Um, wow! Yeah. Um, but again, you know, there's, I think there's like 12 episodes in a season. So, um, you know, yeah, three days, they're 40 ish minutes long a piece. So it's still too much time to sit in front of the TV in one day, but <laughs> <laughs> they were fun to watch. Nice. So yeah, now we're back up to date and, uh, it's kind of like, okay, now we got to wait with everybody else when they come right. out one at a time. Awesome. And I'm with you on that. Like, no, I want, I want Netflix to produce Orphan Black so that they can just produce a season and I can watch the whole thing when I want to. Yeah, and that's the bigger part of it. It's not that you want to binge watch and sit in front of your TV all day until you have bed sores. You just, <laughs> uh, you know, you want to watch it when you can watch it. And right now you have right. to get the kids to bed. And right now you have to get the kids in the bath. And right now you have to do some work that you have exactly. left over from the office. And so Exactly. We've gotten in this, like, we're really good now at getting the girls down between 8 and 9. So then we can go downstairs and watch, like, maybe two, maybe even three, if we have a lot of energy, episodes of something before we go to bed and feel like, you know... Oh, look at us. We're adults watching TV with our own time. <laughs> and nobody's screaming at us. So, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, we go down. We we get the girls down, and we if we can get them down closer to eight than nine, we're even more excited because it's like we get even more time. Kids are right. amazing and wonderful, and I love them dearly. This makes makes it sound like you know I'm tranquilizing my kids so that I can go watch some. <laughs> watch Wait, you Netflix, can do that, but you can actually Benadryl <laughs> works really well for that. Only at your doctor's recommendation, though. So I watched a uh, a short documentary on um, cryogenics. Oh, really? Recently, and it was fascinating. And then um, was Walt Disney in it? No, hmm. but I did see a cryogenics facility. I think it's in New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, it was. I don't the the uh, you think like all these like cool space age things about cryogenics, but these dudes like literally like putting bodies on ice and maybe putting some like I don't I don't think they embalm people, but they put something in the blood to try to help. Okay. But obviously, they've never revived anyone, so <laughs> who knows what they're doing works? But it it just looked sort of. I mean, I don't want to. I said it's in New Jersey. Make your own assumptions. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got. Well, we need a list. That's who. What? That's the other thing Jenny can do. Uh, our new staff member. Yeah. Right. Jenny, get a piece of paper. <laughs> she needs to make a list of all the places we've offended. <laughs> and I can just turn to Jenny and be like, "New Jersey, have we offended them?" <laughs> right. All right. Check. All right. Perfect. But uh, eventually so watched... the list will just flip. It will be places we have not yet offended. <laughs> and then eventually when it gets really small, it will just say Earth. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of places out there. We should get started quickly. Suck it, Katmandu. That's right. Um, I was uh, I, I had a joke that I was going to use at the beginning of the show where I asked how things were going. I was going to ask how are things going in Canada or as they call it in Russia, uh, America's Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So I I would manage to insult like four countries in <laughs> one joke. It'd be awesome. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Right. It's very topical. Cool. It's very topical. Yes. It's like Murphy Brown. Ooh, <laughs> gold star. <laughs> You had everyone with the four countries, and then you used the reference of Murphy Brown. You lost them. (laughs) (laughs) What's that show? Right. Murphy Brown. That's the show co-starring the guy from Street Hawk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And, um, oh, so I watched this thing on cryogenics, and then... I don't, there was something happening in technology and people were like all about it on social media. And I said, forget that, whatever it was on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> I said, when are, when are, when are we going to make advancement in cryogenics so that you don't have to get daycare for your kids? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Latchkey kids can just freeze themselves until you get home. It'll actually be like an airlock. They'll just when they try to walk into the house, it will just it will just freeze them right when they get in. Yes. And then when I get home, I use a different door, and I let them in the rest of the way, and it thaws them. 
Nice. I like yeah. it. And then you just put like the solicitor sign, please solicit at this door. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> you may experience some numbness for a few days. <laughs> and some twitching in the eyes, but you'll be fine. <laughs> right. I can't Don't. control the volume of my voice. <laughs> Oh, my God, and whatever you do, don't vacuum for two weeks. <laughs> that reminds me, I um, I need your help to make my fabulous YouTube video that will be, like, viral and awesome. Okay. I need the listener's I'm on board help. With this. I need a listener's help, too. I need any males that are willing to do this that have a tripod and a camera. Okay. Go ahead and set it up in the bathroom and tape yourself showering. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I didn't explain it. My God. Yeah. Uh, Continue. No. I, <laughs> You're I intriguing. It, it, <laughs> put your wallet away, Paul. It's not like that. Um, no, uh, I was thinking it would be great to do like a video and simply call it "If Men Showered as Women Do in Films." Okay. You know, because if there's ever like a scene of a woman showering, even if they don't show anything, because it's not that kind of movie, quote unquote. Right. Um, the woman is still like, you know, caressing herself sensually or sadly, you right. know. And right. Anytime I've ever watched a film where there's that accidental HBO booby scene in it <laughs> and a woman is in the room, they're like, oh, yeah, I shower like that totally. <laughs> so i thought it would be funny to make a video of men showering as women do in movies right with loofahs yes right that's exactly what i mean <laughs> slowly caressing themselves with the right loofa. taking painstakingly making sure that only the backside is facing the camera at any at any given moment <laughs> yeah <Right. laughs> and it doesn't look awkward at all <laughs> no I totally face the spray of water at all times when I'm in the shower. <laughs> Especially when I'm trying to lather. Yes. Yes, exactly. Good point. Totally. It's one of those things when, like, uh, people start actually disem disassembling, like, what's happening on the screen in front of them. They're like, hey, that's weird. That person just got out of bed and they have makeup on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then you know, like, that person is not engaged in willing suspension of disbelief and <laughs> enjoying this film or TV show because they just realize that that happens a lot. Right, right. But you're right about the shower thing. Like, they always seem to be lathering under the water, which usually isn't the case, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I could be totally wrong. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I only shower once a month, so I don't really have a lot of experience. Uh, I just do all of it at once, get a haircut, shave, shower. I have one day where I go out into the sunshine, and it's like, wow, look at Paul. He cleans, he cleans up good. <laughs> yeah, And then I, it's a slow progression. I, I myself am not much help in this uh, area either because I have a a, a, a team of uh, Yeti that bathe me. 
they pretty much just soap themselves up and I run through them like a car wash. <laughs> yes, if it if it takes Yeti to bathe, there's a <laughs> there's some kind of a cleanliness threshold happening there. I don't even care what you were going to say. I just like the <laughs> phrase, if it takes a Yeti to bathe. <laughs> I think we just inadvertently wrote the title to a children's book. Now we just have yes. to <laughs> I am totally with you on that. <laughs> we Tina must can get, illustrate it. I was just going to say, we must get Tina to illustrate. Yes. I like it. <laughs> so uh, I just received... Uh, my package in the mail. Ooh. The ArcOS case, which is not currently being used because I have a regular Raspberry Pi case that the Raspberry Pi is already in. Um, yeah, I knew you did. I was surprised you went with the case level. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I had the... I had the case, not just the case, but the Raspberry Pi. Like, when I did the... When I did the um, support i didn't have any of it yet um and i had uh, added all of that stuff to my amazon wish list and everything raspberry pi related (laughs) okay that was nice (laughs) (laughs) the the listeners are like what the hell is going on now (laughs) and when we end the skype call just slide in my thank you card yeah, there you go. Nice. Wow, I have the distance from me, uh, my hand to the uh, webcam figured out completely. Good for me. Yeah, you do. It's well done. <laughs> we should, at some point, uh, we should actually record video of that so that we could do like an animated GIF of <laughs> the ArcOS thing going across. We'll add the, uh, we'll add the like Star Trek sound effect. I like it, and then like our. We can just release, like, it took us a lot to release a, a video version of the podcast, but we had to have sponsors, and then it's just us, like, putting things <laughs> in front of the camera. Yeah. These guys had a video podcast this time, but I couldn't see them the whole time. There was, like, a thing in front of them. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you uh, got the Arc OS in the mail? Yeah, I got the Arc OS in the mail, and uh, I was happy because I had kind of reset the whole setup anyway. Uh, I had gotten it to a point, because I had installed the older version, the point four, which was out at the time. Yeah, and point five was like a big change that you had to start over, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I hadn't started over yet. I had just uh, like installed a different Raspberry Pi thing to play with, um, set of software. Um, actually, something that I was trying to... I was actually using the HDMI port on it, and I was going to um, try to throw like a web page up on uh, TV, throw that up behind me somewhere during the podcast nice. or something like that. Um so I was experimenting with that, and then the ArcOS thing came in the mail, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I saw your tweets, and I was like, hey, mine should be coming, too. He's in Canada, and I'm in America. How did he get his first? Turns out it was shipping from Canada. Right, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, like, the one time right, in the entire exactly. universe where it paid off to be in Canada. Yeah, 
It just takes an open source project and a uh, you know Kickstarter like campaign, but damn it, Canada can get something first. I'm just kidding, of course, because as you know, I've had healthcare way before you. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's still not a damn single payer system, but that's about as much political commentary as I need to get into tonight. <laughs> exactly. This podcast brought to you by OnStar. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that's uh, what we, where were we? We should. That's a. We should have. We should start PodStar. We should just sit by the phone, and when people are podcasting, they can call us if they run off things to talk about. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. Thank you for calling PodStar. How can I help you today? <laughs> we're doing a podcast on science and. And uh, we forgot, like, what? How does black hole work? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's actually some debate about this recently. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Hawking has come out. So <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so, yeah. Uh, we no, I think, you- that, I think that's a good idea. Um, one of the two of us could be on standby to be a podcast guest for yeah. anybody's podcast at any time. Quick fill in, quick fill in, and then we could have we could each have like some pre recorded thirty second Montreal sauce spots, so that while we're guesting, we could be like, oh yeah, we just uh, we just talked about this on my uh, podcast Montreal sauce. Click there, you go. Montreal sauce. Did he just say that? What? Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that you got that new board and then you just do, still do sound effects. <laughs> I just still do all the sound effects with my mouth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're more fun I, that way. I even have, I have the, uh, I have my uh, phone plugged in here. The problem is I don't have it plugged into power. So the screen shuts off. And of course, it's my work phone, which means I have to log back in every time that the screen turns off. Right. But then eventually I can get the suspense accents to play. I don't uh, know if you could even hear that one. The soft mat. <laughs> Super quiet. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I like that one. I felt like I was in uh, a black and white film. Hang on while I play with the levels. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's uh, my the phone itself is turned way down. That's why. I can't. I can't see what falls. There it was. That was wow. a suspense accent right there. I hope I didn't just yes. like literally blow out your eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we can't warn anybody about that, so then we get sued because someone like fainted or crashed their car. <laughs> Montreal sauce, where the listener count is always decreasing. <laughs> Not because it's bad to listen to, but because of death. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Listen at your own risk. Listen at, listen at your own risk. <laughs> Record scratch. Zipper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, 
I stepped on a seagull. Uh, that wasn't a record scratch. Nice. Take that, you stupid seagull. <laughs> That's what you get for flying all the way up here. <laughs> I saw some the other day flying around the the um, strip mall parking lot. I was like so excited. I was like. It was uh, six something in the morning, seven something in the morning, and I was waiting to get the winter tires off the car. And ah. You have to wait in line outside the building before they open, or you'll never get it done. So, oh, right. So I was waiting in line, and I saw them circling a parking lot, and I was like, "Oh, I kind of feel like I'm at home. <laughs> it's like Lake Michigan, except with more buildings." Totally. <laughs> Otherwise, it's exactly the same. Right. I think they, uh, I don't remember when exactly it happened, but eventually at um, Rivertown Crossing, uh, they used to have that, they used to have, like, the sound of a hawk play over these, like, loudspeakers that was supposed to scare away the other birds in the parking lot. I don't know if you remember this. It was on the um, the elevated, um, the elevated uh, parking lot that went up to the, uh, like, where the bookstore was and... And TGI Fridays. Montreal Sauce, also brought to you by TGI Fridays. <laughs> uh, and uh, they they finally gave up because they realized that the um, the seagulls do not give a crap. Um, <laughs> they will they will still. Fly. If anything, the hawk noise was probably telling the seagulls that there was some kind of carry on for them to like try to pick apart. So uh, they. They just they just devour everything in the parking lot anyway, and uh, annoy all of the people who are innocently trying to get to the mall and go to the uh, Victoria's Secret. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't go to Victoria's Secret. <laughs> don't the seagulls do not want you to go there. That's right. And neither does the fake hawk noise that's supposed to scare the seagulls away. It's supposed to scare them in front of another clothing establishment so then they're like, <laughs> right. who on the people? And they have to go in and buy new clothes. <laughs> it's a marketing campaign. Nice. I like it. <laughs> uh. So what so. else? What else are you watching? I am watching, um, uh, do you know anybody who has HBO? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I was just curious because uh, I heard tell, which was a reliable heard tell from like uh, one of those tech blogs, <laughs> um, that in an interview, uh, one of the head people at, HBO was like, yeah, cool, whatever. Go ahead and give away your like HBO Go login oh, to your yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, yeah, if you know someone with HBO, I suggest you check out Mike Judge's new show. He has a show called Silicon Valley. It's pretty ah, good. Oh, okay. It's a comedy. It's about a startup, and uh, it's it's pretty fun. Like it's. It feels a little bit dry, like the first couple episodes, as far as the humor. And of course, you don't like um, 
like community and some other shows nowadays you don't have the laugh track to assist you <laughs> but we've been watching 30 rock again me and the wife um just when we want something light before we go to bed sure and, uh, yeah you know there's a lot of zingers and haha like mm-hmm. back and forth between people but this is more like a subdued like humor mm-hmm. so at first i was like i don't know but it they do a great job of everything like the sort of mega company that everyone like works at and pretty much hates their lives and everyone who works there is just like Hollywood where everyone wants to be an actor. Everyone that works at this company has their own startup in mind because <laughs> it's Silicon Valley and uh, right. so they work at this company called Hooli instead of Google <laughs> and so they have a weird like figure who's like the leader and it's pretty interesting. And then the guy who comes up with a startup, actually, he now has the adventure of like he found someone to pay him money mm-hmm. to continue developing it. Or he could have just sold it outright to Huli, but he went with these other guys. And um, it's just it's kind of humorous. Like he he decided to boost morale between the other programmers that he would buy everyone like a margarita machine. And like, <laughs> even the guy like checking him out in the liquor store is like, oh, really? Your startup is a success because I had this app, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty funny. He's like, so, so see, my app was for the phone, okay? And so like you're always like not remembering where you park your car. So what you do is you log into the app and the guy is like standing there like holding the margarita machine. <laughs> He's right. like waiting for this employee to open the door for him. He's like, uh, so I have to log into the app? And he's like, yeah, okay. And then the app, and he's like talking and he's like, uh, so couldn't I just write down where I parked? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty good. But uh yeah, there's some fun characters and uh there's a lot of people on the show who are either like you've seen them as like sort of secondary characters here and there on other shows, so you're like, Hey, I kinda know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the entire cast. I'm like, wait, why do I know you? Yeah. And um and uh, c- several comedians. There's a comedian who I don't even want to guess at his nationality, but um, (laughs) I have seen him on The Nerdist um, talking, and I don't remember his real name because I'm watching the show. But uh, (laughs) he's on there, and then one of the other programmers is this sort of, sort of looks like kind of like a heavy metal or a stoner kind of a guy. Okay. And in one of the recent episodes, I think there's probably four now, um uh they decided like they had a problem because one of the employees wasn't a naturalized citizen and so everybody looks at this comedian and he was like what the hell <laughs> and, and and then like he reads the name and it's the heavy metal stoner guy and he is canadian so I was like, yay, this, sh- this show is fun. <laughs> and so then the rest of the episode, that comedian sp- sits there and like 
um, just says crap about this foreigner who's working here. It's pretty <laughs> funny. He's like using up all our tax money and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, so I've been watching that and yeah, what have I been watching? Not a much. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has actually gotten good. That's what I have heard. And I believed, I didn't believe the hype. I uh, I just happened to catch an episode because I wasn't sure what else to watch while I was eating my delicious salad. Because if I don't eat salad, then the sleeper awakes from the pyramid and enslaves the population of the earth. And I don't want to be responsible for that. At least that's what the doctor <laughs> told me. Uh, <clears throat> So I started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I guess I haven't seen the new Captain America movie, but... Ah, uh, uh, yeah, it ties um, into that. Yeah, and I heard it would, but I just never... As I'm watching the show, I don't... I was like, what? I don't get like where it's tied in. But a friend of mine who has seen the movie but never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had said like um, basic, the basic plot of the new Captain America is like... I think like they don't know who to trust because like Hydra has Mm -hmm. uh, gotten into um, shield. And so that's the whole plot of the last probably five episodes of the season is like shield is like pretty much disbanded because, um, because Hydra got into top places in shield and has like sort of taken it over. Yep. Yep. Have you saw the Captain America movie? We have. Yeah. Kenny okay. and I uh, got out for, we actually did a double feature date night or day, I guess, because uh, grandparents took the daughters for a day, for a weekend actually, and uh, we went out on a Saturday and we saw um, we saw Divergent in the afternoon, and then in the then we went to dinner and then in the evening we saw Captain America. Uh, Winter Soldier, and uh, <laughs> Winter Soldier, um, and uh, I actually, actually, I actually liked, um, I liked both of them. Tina actually read Divergent and said she felt like it followed the book extremely closely up until a point, and then it took a complete left turn. Mm. Uh, which I've not read the book, so I have no idea if that's true or false. Uh, but I will take her word on it. And then you better um, what? <laughs> yeah. You better. <laughs> uh, but I liked it well enough. Um, and then uh, Captain America, um, I liked it a lot. Um, I I enjoyed the first Captain America movie um, as a. Uh, Patriot. Yes, as a patriot. <laughs> as a red blooded American as who a appreciates war hero freedom buff. and loyalty. Uh no, I liked I liked the uh stylization that was in the first one. Um it wasn't the plot itself was okay, like the villain wasn't yeah. really that you know, it wasn't it wasn't anything to speak about, but the the real difference between that one and Winter Soldier is I feel like Winter Soldier actually stands alone as 
a good Captain America story, Captain America movie, whereas the first Captain America felt like, even though it was its own thing, obviously, uh, it felt like this is just a setup so we can introduce this guy so that we could tell his story quickly so that when he shows up in the Avengers, you're not like, who the hell is this guy? Um, this movie, uh, Winter Soldier, felt like it's his own thing. The character's trying to come into his own. Um, you get a better sense of... Uh, I don't know if you get a better sense of who he is because as Captain America, he's kind of one-dimensional as a character, really. Um, but you see how he, like... Either how he polarizes all of the other characters in the movie, which is interesting to me. So, hmm. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a decent movie. I thought it was well crafted as well. So nice. Yeah, I I almost thought like it was exciting when I heard the movie was coming out because I was like, what a good uh, good time to get Jonah on uh, the show because yeah. Uh, he and I sort of went head to head on social media when the first one came out. <laughs> but which uh, side yeah. were you? Which side was who on? You were uh, okay yeah. with it, and he did not like it, or the other way around? Oh what? come on, you know I'm the hater. Oh okay, sure. So yeah, I wasn't a fan of the CG head and things, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I just thought the plot was really weak in that one, and it. It just felt a little fluffy for me, mm-hmm. and like you said, as a um, as an introduction to the character, it serves well. But like to be like a you know two hour minute hour and forty minute movie, it was kind of yeah yeah right. Like there was so much backstory, which is funny because a lot of these movies don't do any character development, mm-hmm. right? But uh, yeah, I don't. There was a lot of things that bothered me by it, but of course I haven't watched it again to remember what those were. <laughs> um, and interestingly enough, uh, now that I live in another country, I get to experience you know that side of things, and so um, I'm sure most of the listening audience of Montreal saw. Uh, I said that serious, <laughs> serious face. Uh, I'm sure most of them know that you know when movies open in other countries, they often have a different name, mm. and so. I haven't seen the movie yet, but it's actually called Captain Canada, the American soldier here. So, (laughs) (laughs) it's just, it's just, uh, Mountie, Mountie Canada, colon soldier. (laughs) It's always winter. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so I would recommend I would recommend seeing it. It's a fun watch. It is um uh, it's worth seeing in the theater. There's plenty of uh there's plenty of shots that are, you know, lots of CG happening in them, but there uh there's enough going on that it's not like Transformers level of CG. It's <laughs> it's more it's more like uh, you know, I don't know. Normal, normal level of CG. <laughs> I feel like the, the, my definition of the Transformers level of CG is where there's so much 
CG happening that like, you know, everything is wrapping around the camera all the time and you're too close to the action to actually understand what's happening. Like there's no establishing shots for you to figure out what, where you are in space. And so it's just a big uh, mess of metal parts moving around the screen (laughs) constantly. Uh, Whereas this is more like, um, it's you know it's well told story you you and well well chosen camera angles and locations so you can tell like where the helicopter is in relation to the building and where the characters are in relation to the helicopter and when one is going to go one way you kind of have an understanding of where that where he's going to land or what direction he's headed so um I don't know it that makes for me that makes the CGI more realistic because I feel like instead of just trying to wow me with the effects themselves, I am not like the the effect isn't trying to grab me itself. It's just trying to tell a story. And so it it doesn't it doesn't pull you out of the the movie or the story to have it. Right. Anything that moves the story forward is perfectly acceptable. Right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I never thought of it that way, but, um, uh, being a, uh, film school, uh, graduate, I, uh, often, especially like some of the videos people post uh, online now that we have that option in the world, but yeah. I often look at things going, Oh, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. Check that out. You know, right. it has nothing to do with the plot. It, yeah. It's right. just like I'm gonna spin around the characters because we rent the equipment and we can do it. Right. right. Look how cool it looks. And, and I, I, I imagine like I think like with CG artists it's probably like the same. Like <laughs> what I figured out how to do with the camera now. This is right. awesome. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's not telling the story really. Yeah, I feel like it's um a little bit of it is kind of cheap trick type of storytelling where you're just you're just wowing you're just trying to wow the person in the seat as opposed to like get them involved in the in the story which sometimes i think i guess in a movie like transformers and i'm i don't mean to bash on transformers because if you're just going to be entertained they're fun enough to watch um but if um there's no you know there's no real storytelling happening in that. It's just, you know, robots are going to come and try to destroy the world and you get to watch them beat beat each other up. And that's basically going to be the story in every Transformers movie. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. You're just go, you're, you're literally just going to see a bunch of CG. That's, that's really the reason to go see a Transformers movie. <clears throat> And if you feel that other movies featuring artificial intelligent robots um, don't have enough of those robots speaking with Ebonics, then <laughs> you should see Transformers. <laughs> I think that was the second one. Equal opportunity robot CG. Right. <laughs> yes. This is now a terminology. <laughs> we must have that in our films. Hollywood is so... Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to replace whitewashing with something robotic like, but I'm not getting anything in my brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, what's the what's the robot term for blackface? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop Intel washing our uh, robot film. <laughs> there are other CPU manufacturers. I think it's just called MacFace. MacFace. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally the uh the uh system 7 smiley face that would show up yeah. when you would boot up the computer. That computer's doing Mac face. This is uh, an yeah. offense. Uh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say that's that's interesting because like the one film I could think that has been totally Mac faced is Wally. <laughs> that of is course, very true. Of course, the title character isn't very Mac, but yeah, no, he is. Uh, he's definitely pretty PC. He's got uh, <laughs> yeah. he's got lots of quirks. Kind of goes off and does his own thing. And he's always talking in gibberish. Yeah, he's always talking in gibberish. He can't quite understand the other characters sometimes. <laughs> so have you uh, you just got it in the mail? You haven't set up the Arc OS? I, I have set it up. I was going through and looking for my... Um, I have an SSL key or an SSL certificate uh, right. that I had pulled from... Uh, there's a... Uh, I think it's starttls.com or startssl.com. Startssl. Yeah, they do free um, class one, I guess they're called. uh, That's right. Certificates. And so I was, uh, I went through that process back in December when I was originally setting mine, setting mine up the first time. And uh, I still have the key and the certificate and all the stuff that I got from them, but I'm trying to remember if or where I put the, um, when you generate that private key, you can give it a passphrase, and I don't remember the passphrase off the top of my head. So now I'm debating, do I just, you know, reset that certificate since I haven't been using it anyway, and the Heartbleed bug, blah, blah, blah. Right. (laughs) Or... um, or do I just try to figure it out and see if I can get it going again? I can't remember, but I think you need that um, private key to actually install the certificate on your the private key and the private key password to actually install the uh, certificate on your on your Raspberry Pi or in your ArcOS. So yeah, yeah, you might. I believe you are correct, but I'm not sure because now he has like an upload certificate section in there. Right. Right. So uh, you don't have to do it manually, but I don't know. I haven't tried it. I uh, I have I've made my own using the ArcOS. I've made my own certificates, so they're okay. not you know verified for other people to visit. Sure. They would get right. the scary warning screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just trying to figure that out. Um, I actually, yeah, I got it installed and um, working and. With not too much hassle, I got OwnCloud up even after I had thought maybe I wouldn't try OwnCloud. And then okay. um, then I started messing with uh, making it secure, and that's where uh, my problem is. is about six months ago or five months ago, uh, no IP, which I was using for my music server, just playing around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually had a sale, and it was like 40% off, so I bought. I thought, oh, I can use this when I get the Arp, the Raspberry Pi up. Sure. And, of course, the sale wasn't on the 
next tier of service which you can get secure certificates for or even use them on those addresses so i can't use like an ssl certificate on their address oh okay which is di- which points to my dynamic ip because i don't have a static one so right right so what you can do so this is what i did uh, because i also have a dynamic ip and i'm also using i don't think i'm using no ip but i'm using one of those dynamic services so they give you you know a domain name that points at your ip yep. at all times right so what you can do is with your registrar whoever that is that that you own your regular domain name through you can go into that and you can create what's called a cname record and right. the cname record you can you can so mine Point. is you know it's not actually this, but as an example, it could be cloud.padizio.com. And you can point that at the domain name that no IP gives you. And then your SSL certificate is still going to be valid with your personal domain name, right? Right. Um, and then everything. That that worked for me for the month and a half, two months or so that I was pretty actively using own cloud. Yeah, I uh, I just ran into a blog post on how to do that, and so I was actually talking to Mr. Jacob Cook uh, mm-hmm. today to double check if that was like a legitimate way to do it because it sounds a little bit, it just sounds a little silly because you're pointing like a secure domain to an ins- insecure link of no IP or whoever you choose then yeah, that goes to. Right. <laughs> like, is that really? But. Yeah, so I, I just have to do it. I think I might. I was going to register with uh, Start SSL today, and uh, I ended up doing some work. So um, so I haven't done that yet. And then I thought, well, maybe uh, just to make sure I can get it working correctly, I might just try it with a certificate from ArcOS. So, yeah, yep. I mean, That's how stage, I've got it running right now. Is I'm, I'm just using the self-signed certificate until I can get my the one that I had squared away or just get a new one reissued. Yeah. Yeah. I told him, I was like, I was really impressed with, uh, ArcOS because I am, I am experienced, uh, setting up web pages and the such, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I don't do it on a regular basis. So, uh, and same with uh, Linux, like I've just started experimenting again. So I said, you know, for a system that he hopes that would be ease of use, this thing is pretty fantastic because, mm-hmm. I mean, I said, I I said, I don't want, think I'm like a complete and total virgin when it comes to Linux. I've sort of touched Linux boobs and seen <laughs> Linux naked. So, but if I was, I don't think it'd be that hard to set up at all. So pointed a camera at Linux in the shower. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I, I actually said that to him, and then he was like, "I, I feel like we just bonded." <laughs> Hi, this is Paul. Uh, for this second season of Montreal Sauce, uh, we're doing something a little bit different. So this is the end uh, of this first episode of season two, and uh, we will be releasing part two uh, or episode two of season two uh, a week from now. So you are getting um, shorter one hour 
Montreal Sauce episodes uh, that hopefully will be a little bit more uh, snack-sized, but you'll get them more often, once a week. Experiment with audio. So uh, I'm Paul, at Paul D, on uh, Twitter and other places, and uh, my co-host is uh, Chris. He is at Sick Days, S-I-K-K-D-A-Y-S, and uh, we will see you in a week. Bye.